So welcome everybody. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chloe Bellatori. I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. You may know Pat Allen. She's kind of a local celebrity here in Orange County and LA County. Um, she's been on Millionaire Matchmaker and mentored Patty Stanger and Marianne Williamson and me. Um, I use the tools that she taught me of androgynous semantic realignment. And if you don't know what that is, we'll get into it. I use tools from Eric Burns Transactional Analysis. And I use tools that I have come up with on my own because I've been doing this work now for over a decade. I'm also over 20 years married. So everything that I'm going to be talking about with you tonight um, and teaching you, I have done myself. And I've probably worked with over a thousand people at this point. Um, well, more than that, actually, thousands of people. Um, so uh, you are in good hands. <laughs> All the work that I do is based around the principles of yin and yang. All of us are masculine and feminine. Okay. And a lot, there's a lot of misunderstanding about what these terms mean. Um, we all have a right brain, which is the feminine side or yin side. And this right brain is the world of feelings. It's the world of spirituality, of sensuality, of sexuality. It is the world of um, spirituality, very much energy that is here to make life fun, but not necessarily of the world. It's the world of magic. It's um, passive, patient, and vulnerable. It's receiving energy. It's creative energy. Okay. This is the right brain. It's nonlinear thinking. Um, then we have the left brain, which is the yang energy. This is the logical linear world, right? Um this is competitive, conquering, and controlling, giving, nurturing, taking care of. Most of our work, most of the time we're in our masculine side when we're at work um, because, you know, we're achieving, we're doing things. Um, and so that tends to be in the masculine because that's what that's all about. Masculine energy is very much of the world. So the metaphor for masculine energy is often expressed as bricks and the metaphor for feminine energy is often expressed as flowers. Like I said, one is not better than the other. We are all of us both and our balance between these two energies changes. Um, it may change from relationship to relationship. It will definitely change as you get older because with women, we have hormonal drop-offs and menopause that make us a little more masculine. And men in andropause have similar hormonal drop-offs that make them a little bit more feminine. Um, so it's a very, if you think of the yin and yang symbol, it's very fluid, okay? Ultimately, all relationships are the relationship are about the relationship that we have with ourselves. Okay. So um, when we talk about balance in relationships, we are also talking about balance in our own relationship with self. Um, 
I help people with this a lot. And of course, balance is one of the bellwethers of health and wellness and well-being. And certainly the most successful relationships are those that are balanced between between the yin energy and the yang energy. That means that when the chips are down, there's a conflict, there's an awkward situation. One person is primarily holding the feminine or yin energy, and one person is primarily holding the masculine or yang energy. Okay. And we do this to avoid power struggles. This is really the cornerstone of androgynous semantic realignment that I mentioned at the beginning, or ASR. This is the cornerstone of negotiating with love and supporting one another. Okay. There's only three ways to communicate. The first is to bully with intimidation or fear. So that's a struggle for the masculine power. Okay. The second is to seduce with guilt or tears. So that's a struggle for sympathy, right? The feminine energy. And the third way to communicate is the one that I teach, which is negotiating with love, which, as I said, means that in conflicts or awkward situations, we have this complementary energy, meaning if I lead with a feeling, my partner responds with a thought. If he leads with a feeling, I respond with a thought. You don't have to be masculine to live in masculine energy. And I have worked with couples, um, a woman who's very masculine and a man who's very feminine. And these relationships work out well because they're balanced. And again, that's what we strive for. Now, most of the times when we're talking about problems in relationships, we're talking about childhood trauma, whether with a capital T or a small t, just the experience of being a child is inherently traumatic. And so we develop coping strategies that are really just of the moment and are conceived with the idea of getting along with the people who are running the refrigerator in our home. And we have to do this because we are very dependent little kids, um, you know, from the ages of zero to 12 is, is are really all the main critical windows of our development. So all the things that happen to us in that time have a greater valence than things that happen later in life. Oh. And often we have, as young children, we have to sacrifice our authenticity to attach to our parents and to survive, right? Because you can't be like a five-year-old kid living on the street. I mean, it happens, but it's very, very, very difficult. In our society, you do need to depend on the grownups around you. Um, so we often have to sacrifice our authenticity to please our parents. The problems occur when we take these strategies into our relationships. And childhood trauma shows up first in our most intimate relationships. And we end up recreating scenarios that we disliked as children, but are familiar to us. And that's called in psychology, the repetition compulsion it was first talked about by Freud and then labor elaborated on by, uh, I'll put it in here, a psychologist named Alice Miller, um, who wrote a lot about child abuse and the effects of childhood trauma on relationships specifically and on, you know, ability of people who've had childhood trauma to move forward um, and heal from that. Now, 
I'm going to put her book that I really like in the chat as well for your own good. Okay. So if you're interested in exploring more about that, you can do so. Um, so we are doomed to repeat that, which we don't understand. So a lot of what we do is bring awareness to some of these patterns, also known as childhood scripting, and try to evacuate the patterns that have sprung from that scripting, from those beliefs. That's how we really make changes in our love life and our intimate relationships. And ultimately, as I said, our relationship with self. Now, luckily we know that the brain is plastic and the brain can change. Freud did not believe that. He thought we were pretty much cooked by three and definitely done by 12 and that the rest of life is basically getting over what happened to us in childhood. Um, However, we now know that the brain is plastic. These are due to studies by, well, the neuroscientist Norman Deutsch, who I'm going to put in this chat as well. And his book is The Brain That Changes Itself. And he wrote a follow-up to that as well. But it's, it's just, if you want to learn more about neuroplasticity and how the brain changes, you can explore that book. Um because it's interesting, deals with stroke victims, but you can see even with stroke victims as the example, how change in itself is inherently painful. And I work with people a lot on that as well, because once we start having awareness about our patterns that don't serve us, once we start making changes, it's very gratifying right at the beginning, but then it gets hard. And then we're experiencing pain because the brain rewires itself on pain, not pleasure. That's just the way it works. I don't make the rules. Uh, I don't like it either, but that's how it is. So it often takes navigation, courage, understanding to make it through and follow through with some of the changes that we're making at this sensitive time, because we don't anticipate that change for the better is going to be painful. Um, that reminds me that I have written three books on this work. Um, the first one is How to Live, Find, Love, and Keep It. That's the basics. Um, and then my second one is called um, New Ways of Being the Pain of Change. And that's that's kind of what I was just discussing. Um I also teach this work in small groups in addition to offering privates with men, with women, with couples. I do great work with couples, because, especially couples who have failed at traditional couples therapy because there is a rubric for this. And so you, it's easier to get the buy-in of both people. There's not that problem where one person's biased or you know somebody's being favored. Um, I work with teenagers as well. And then I also teach this work in smaller groups um, a few times a year. I'm offering a module one, which is the introduction, module two and module three. Um, you can see the link in the chat and you can also read more descriptions on my website. But in those, what we really do is we try to, I give a longer description about certain topics because um, they're four week sessions once a week. And then we really get to work in a small group format applying those theories and applying those ideas to our lives and really making the most of it. Because one thing that I am is very results oriented. I don't like 
traditional therapy, which is very emotive. And while that has a role and it played a role in my life at one point, eventually I got frustrated with it because it's just expressing your feelings, having them reflected, which is valuable, but ultimately nothing was changing in my life. And so when I found this work, it really, it, it, it catapulted me to another level. And when I saw what it could do, when I could do to, you know, I, I actually started in a group, not unlike this one, except that it was in person and it was all women. Um, but the results that I saw in my neighbor and in the people around me as well reflected what cha- kind of change is possible doing this work. And I, I have yet to see it for or since. Oh. I'm really just a channel for this work, but it is a game changer. Um, Okay, so that's my little intro spiel. My favorite part of all these meetups are hearing from you guys and hearing your questions. So if you have a question, raise your hand. You can put it into the chat. Um, I also love to hear your updates because we learn so much from each other and how things are going. Um, I always give homework. So... If you guys, um, if you guys do decide to work, I'll give you homework. And then it's nice to see how that homework turned out when you share. So you can ask me really any question you want, um, about relationships, dating, those tend to be my specialties, but I also work with people on communication problems, family problems, um, friendships. So you know, it's a pretty open field. And I know sometimes it's nerve wracking to share with a group of people, especially strangers, but sometimes it's a relief because everybody's strangers. And that's why I keep the cameras off so that people can have that feeling of privacy. Okay. Hi, Lee. How's it going? Hey, Chloe. Um, Well, more bad news. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hit me. Keeps you in business. It's not good for me, but it's great for you. Um, so I wouldn't say that. I want you all to ha- find your people and be happy. I know. I know. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. Actually, you know, I, I'm, I'm bouncing back. I'm, I'm better this week. I've definitely, I mean, I, uh, I think as you may recall, when we last left our heroes, um, there was a lovely young lady at the, that did the karaoke and, yes. uh, and she had a boyfriend. And she had a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Which I did not know after two months of talking to her in person. You know? Yeah. But the victory was, of course, I met her on, in real life. And, um, but uh, I guess what I wanted to share with you, I went back. I went Good back. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. I was wondering if you were going to do that. I went back on Tuesday night. She was there. She's going to be out of town for six weeks. She's going to Scotland for her, an acting thing for six weeks. So she, there were a lot of people there to wish her well and stuff. And, uh, um, but um, I, I have to be honest with you. Um, it it was kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I was hesitant to even ask her out remember that a few weeks ago yes. I was nervous and yes because it changed it will change forever change at least for a while the the dynamic and now I'm always going to be that guy who 
you know, liked her, asked her out, had a crap, whatever, you know, and now it's, so it's weird. There's just a, you know, it's not terrible. She was, she was nice. And when I went up to put a song in, she, uh, she said, I didn't, didn't think you were going to come tonight. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, I, because I, I had mistakenly, I was so nervous when I was asking her out that I, she, she had asked me, are you coming next week? And I said, no, I, I but I meant to say yes. <laughs> so, so it's just, you know, but anyway, my point is it was an awkward moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I sang a couple songs and uh, then uh, I just, after I left and um, I, I think there's a couple of other things I'll quickly share. I mean, I don't know. I, I think in time, it's just going to take time to clear the air with this person just to, you know, get over it and just, you know, um, do you remember Chloe of several months ago? I told you about, this is probably maybe even, even been a year ago. Um, there was a gal that worked at the coffee shop that um, I never had an opportunity. Yes, really yes. She name. was one of your flirts that you were doing when I gave you the flirting assignment. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Her name was Jackie. Well, Friday. Well, wait, I, before you start, I want to hear this story really badly. I just want to reflect to you that I'm really impressed. You went back. That was great. She does sound like a kind person. And I want you to consider something that you said last week, which was you thought that she was filled with disgust. And I don't think that that's consistent with the person that you've described. I think she may have been upset that she led you on unwittingly, but I don't think she was full of disgust. So I just want to put that out there, especially since you went back and you talked and everything's okay. You had an awkward moment. You proved yeah. yourself you can survive an awkward moment. Right? Yes. Done again, really she, great. So I just want to I just want to That's a good point. I mean, she, for that. Thank you. And and she she is a good person. I mean, she she didn't do anything wrong. Right. But there, that look on her face was I think she just it, didn't want to hurt you, you know. It was just like, "Oh no, he likes me." look and the reason i'm bringing up this coffee shop yes tell me about the coffee shop it's the same thing so so since i'm such a glutton for punishment (laughs) i thought i would you know might as well get this out of the way so friday i hadn't seen this gal in quite a while but i i again it's like i can sense a nice energy about a person you know and and I and I kind of theorized she probably had a boyfriend, but I I went up. She was working Friday morning, and I went up and said, you know, on my way out, I just I said, so so Jackie, what's your story? What's your story? Husband, married, boyfriend. There it was again, a freaking look on a face, the same look, like someone had stepped on her toe, like someone. What did had, she say? she said yes i i have a i have a boyfriend we've i've we've been boyfriend and girlfriend for 13 years oh okay and then she lit up and smiled and she said why were you gonna ask me out on a date (laughs) 
That's cute. Said, well, said, she was well, probably. <laughs> well, and I said, well, typically the play goes like this. How would you feel about having meet me for a cup of coffee sometime? But you already work in coffee. So I, we can just rule <laughs> that out right now. I'll see you later. So the good news is it hurt, but it didn't hurt quite as bad or for quite as long. And yes, you're incrementally desensitizing. And I love that you're acting on some of these crushes because now you're kind of released. Okay. These two girls have a boyfriend. You can move on instead of keep thinking about them. Oh, that's you right. know? Exactly. It. And, and a few days ago I went back in and she was working again and I thought, Oh God. So, but it was fine. I mean, it was a little weird at first, but as soon as she saw, I mean, as soon as I said goodbye, she was pleasant. And so I think it's just, it's just a conditioning. Experience. Yes, you are yeah. starting to desensitize. And I'm so, so proud of you that you got right back on the horse and are asking girls out. And that's how you increase your chances of, of meeting somebody. So this is just not bad news to me. This is great news. It's good news. And yes. the, uh, the only bad thing that's happened is, and maybe people in the group can chime in on this. I'd love to hear people's experience. But in the karaoke community, I've been involved in for a few months, a couple of months now at this particular group. Um <laughs> It was kind of defeating. There, apparently, some people thought something was going on. I mean, I have not been with anybody. It's been three years, okay? I've not had a girlfriend. I've, I've been saving that space. I've been very careful. I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing to protect my own heart. But apparently, there was some rumors and gossip. There's, there's a person, there's a, a woman in the group, very aggressive, um, makes me very uncomfortable, and somebody started spreading rumors uh, that were not true. And I just said, I cannot do this childish, this high school crap. What about you or about her? Yes, about me. It's, and, and her together? Yeah, which okay. is, was absolutely not true at all. Okay. It was a misunderstanding. I don't know who but started. kind of flattering that the whole group's talking about you. <laughs> well, but it destroyed me on Tuesday night. And okay. I just, I, it's, I, I just, I had to excuse myself and I don't think I'm going to go back to that group. Okay. Because it just, it, 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 there were three times it come and the, and this person herself is so aggressively flirtatious and it makes me so uncomfortable and I'm just, I'm just not attracted to this person at all. And so, so it's so hard as a man when you have, you know, to, 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 to be, to, to, I mean, women do it all the time. Their women are great at defining their boundaries and mm -hmm. say, uh, there's women are, please don't touch me. Uh, don't please don't, please don't do that. That women are typically, and now I know how women feel. Right. I mean, not always, you know, not I, all. I'm, I'm, this I'm, is I'm a challenge a I work with on, with women a lot, but I'm such a gentleman that I, I don't want to be rude. You know, I don't right. want to. Um, Women don't have to worry about that with you because you're going to hear a no even before it's articulated. You're a little scripted to think people are thinking yeah. negatively. Of but you. there's there's a couple of women that one of them, there's a woman in the group. She's pro this other woman is probably is harmless. You know, she's married, but she's. I mean, the touching of my arms and shoulders and I mean, I'm sure a lot of hey, a lot of married people are looking for affairs. 
I don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case with this person. I think they, I was having a rough call. The last, I'll just be honest, the last three weeks feel like I've walked into an episode of Twilight Zone. I've had so many strange things in the last three weeks. It's been so weird. And I think they knew I was having a a rough couple of weeks. Right. I think she was probably just trying to be be comforting and just be reassured. But this other person, it's just been... Okay. It's been a little uncomfortable thing. I'll pass to the next person. I, I, but that's kind of my current dilemma is I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to distance myself from the group because of it's, it's just not stopping. And it's, it's uncomfortable to the point where people, I, I cannot be around people that are, you know, uh, talking crap about me when, you know, I'm a man of good character. I'm a, right. I'm a well, you guy. could outman her. You could, you know, tell her what's what. Yeah. Okay, we'll do what you want, but I, you know, don't necessarily not go to the group, you know, ruin it for you. There are other karaoke circles and I'll, I'll get through this. I'll process, but that's what's going on. Thank you for your, and thanks to everyone in the group for their encouragement, especially last week. I, I am going to bounce back from this and it's, you know, it's just, it's nice to be a part of this. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. You are so welcome. And that's, you know, that's what we're building here is a community of people who are, you know, living authentically and aligned and want to have love in their lives. And, you know, that honestly, that's why I do this work, because I know the world will be a better place when people have their people. Okay. Who is next? Um <laughs> you can raise your hand you can put a question in the chat um even if it's a general question or about something that we've heard already don't be shy this is my only free event so please um exploit it (laughs) and ask me a question okay hi eileen hi welcome how can i help you um, so I'm single. I am 53 and I don't get out that much. I work full time and I'm just not really sure like how to go about like meeting, um, I don't know, people like my age. Um, I've done the dating apps and I'm kind of like burnt out with that. Yeah. There's a lot of scammers on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just not really sure how to go about like okay and then back in the day i used to go to clubs and stuff but i don't do that kind of thing anymore right so just, i don't know do you have any advice yes i do okay. um okay let me ask you this first which is more important to you do you want to get your feelings cherished in your relationship or do you want your thoughts respected everybody wants both but what do you want more Yes, I want both. Um, I think cherished. Okay, so that's the feminine energy. Okay. Okay, and you know, I we talk about this a lot in here. A lot of people do get desensitized and turned off to dating using the apps because it, you know, it's just an algorithm and it tends to be um, very impersonal. And you also have to do a lot of steps to actually meet somebody. So Mm -hmm. if you are only going to do one, I do suggest you do the flirting in real life and maybe take a break from the apps, especially if they're not working for you. Then once you get the flirting in real life going a little bit, then maybe you can go back to the apps. 
Um, certainly people do meet on the apps, but I really, really recommend flirting in real life because you always get something out of it. Even if it's just an exchange of a smile, you know, that that's something that a lot of us learned during COVID that we missed, you know, is that smile from a stranger, or eye contact or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So much is said with the eyes. And for some reason, when people were wearing masks, they stopped having eye contact. Okay. Anyways, so I'm going to give you this homework. It's called the five flirts. And I'm also going to give you a second piece of homework, which is duty dating. Okay. So the first one is five flirts. What you're going to do is four days a week, you will be flirting on the hoof. Meaning like if you go to the grocery store, if you go get, get your coffee or the laundromat or whatever it is you're doing, you see someone that you like, you give them five seconds of eye contact and a smile. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. But you don't say anything. That's their signal that they can't approach. Now, the exception to that is if you're asking for help or advice. Okay. One day a week, you're going to sit yourself somewhere. It could be, you know, I always like the coffee shop across the street from the fire station, but it could be a museum. It could be um, a meetup. It could, you know, a real life one. It could be a hotel bar. It could be the golf course. It could be the dog park, wherever it is that you like the look of the people there. And you think you might find someone interesting and you can play with it a little, but pick a place, go by yourself, bring your phone or a book, plant yourself for an hour to 40 or 45 minutes an hour. And that way, when you have the eye contact and smile, somebody has the opportunity to approach you. Um, You can still get approached in other places, but it's sometimes it's easier if you're planted. And especially if you start picking the same place over and over again, people get used to the look of you. And so um, that's why people, you know, often meet at work and get in relationships from work because you get to know people in sort of a less stressed environment in terms of, you know, you don't have to ask people out on dates over and over. You just know you're going to see someone. So you're going to plant yourself one day a week. Okay. Now, the second thing I'm going to give you to do is the duty dating. Duty dating means that you go on dates with people that you might not be a thousand percent crazy about, not people you don't like actively, but people that you might be a little meh on just to practice dating and being in your feminine. So because when you're on dates and you're in the feminine energy, because first dates do qualify as awkward situations, you're going to be on the receiving end. You're going to be listening. It's not on you to make conversation. You want to, and this is especially hard for a lot of us successful alpha women to kind of switch into this um, feminine energy when we're done working. Um, But you're you're not going to be the one asking the questions. You're not going to be the one carrying the conversation. So, Doing some dating with people that, if this is new to you, dating people um, that you feel kind of meh about will help you practice these tools when you're not in a stressed out situation. The other thing is for women, for a successful relationship, you need chemistry, compatibility, and communication. We work on communication here. Compatibility is a little is a little, um, can be worked on a little bit. Do you want the same things? Is one person in the feminine, one person in the masculine? 
chemistry is usually a gift from God, but for women, sometimes it can take a few dates to build. So I've had a number of clients who have said, and I've actually had this experience myself, not interested. He's just a friend. And then they spend a little more time, maybe share a kiss and suddenly they're in love. So duty dating also facilitates if that aspect, if it happens. So if a guy asks you out, I want you to go because you need practice dating. After three dates, if you're sure it's not a go, you can let him know. I've really enjoyed getting to know you. However, I don't have the romantic feelings I would need to, you know, pursue this. And I don't want to lead you on. Right. And men, as much as men, of course, don't like being let down. That's a very respectful way of doing it. And you usually get a decent response. Now I've had women, I've had women clients do that speech and still end up with the guy later. So that's another story. But so those are the two things I want you to do. If someone asks you out, you go. If someone wants to set you up, you go. Okay. And tell your friends, ask your friends, you know, let your friends know you're looking. Mm. But, but that's the thing. I don't get asked out on dates. I mean, yes, on the dating apps, but not like out in person. Like that rarely happens. A guy will be like, hey, do you want to go out? Like I, and I feel really awkward doing the eye contact looking at a guy like for more than like five seconds yeah so just do the five seconds do the five seconds and smile and yes it's awkward you will feel like a whore (laughs) you know it's still a lot because there's a lot in eye contact eye contact is intimate but Mm -hmm. that's how you let a man know you're vulnerable and it's very important for men to know that you're vulnerable because men need to do good to feel good and if they can't give to you then they don't see a role in your life. So you want you don't want to approach it as like you're this invulnerable superwoman who has no feelings and super successful. You want to expose yourself so that the man can give to you and take care of you because you said you wanted to be in the feminine energy. Now, I understand those of us who've been hurt or traumatized, of course, that's the last thing we want to do is make ourselves vulnerable. But That's what we have to do if we want to open up that space to let someone in. Now, these tools will help you mitigate that, help you see red flags really quickly, um, but we can't get rid of vulnerability 100%. And I'll be interested to see if after you do these five, start doing these five flirts, if more men don't start asking you out. I've assigned, you know, I've assigned this this homework many times. Um, So... Try it out. Try to have an open mind about it and um, let me know how it goes. Okay. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Welcome. How can I help you? Hey. Hi. Um, it's my first time here, so I don't really <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, some of the concepts take a minute to sink in, and some of them have to also be experienced. So you know, just be patient. Oh no, no, no! I, I've I've been liking like everybody's interactions and talking about their experiences, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I guess like for myself, I've also been like trying to do the online dating thing as well. But I don't know, maybe because in my mind I have something p- specific that I'm looking for. 
Mm-hmm. And so even though I get like multiple like um, people liking me online, but I just don't feel like, um, I don't know, even open to considering them. I know you had said like, go on the, oh, I'm not sure dates. Yes. Um, but a question I have is there's this part of me that's kind of weird where um, I forgot who was the other gentleman that was talking earlier, but it it's kind of like that situation as well as like, I feel like I have a fear when I'm being pursued and I don't like him and I like don't know how to, I don't know. Um, it's not that I can't say no. I mean, I try to say no nicely, mm-hmm. but I don't know, maybe like even just even before the relationship even starts, like I have this weird fear of like pursue someone pursuing me. And I don't know if you have advice about that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, you said a couple things. So first of all, if you're looking for perfect, you're going to wind up alone. If you get 60 to 70% of what you what you're looking for, that's the jackpot. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind when you're looking at possible candidates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, your fear of being pursued is generally speaking a a fear of la- a lack of control, right? Okay. And this is kind of a, a normal dystonic re- reaction when women have gone through trauma in childhood and have been forced to in a chaotic situation this often happens to the oldest girl child in the family to take <laughs> responsibilities on um, yep. and do things that were beyond their years this is called precocious relatedness and this pushes you more into the masculine so it kind of takes you out of your authentic feminine energy and pushes you into the masculine and you learn at a young age that things are very out of control it's up to you to control them and so if you're being pursued you're literally not in control right you're the feminine energy you're being pursued you're on the receiving end that is not controlling that is yin energy uh-huh. and so that's triggering you. you you know it's triggering a trauma response which is to especially when you feel vulnerable which is you know what dating and relationships are kind of about for women um it's triggering you to clamp down and be more controlling. But unfortunately that's also sabotaging you because truly we can't control anything in life except to wreck it and to ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) That's sad, isn't it? Um, Well, I mean, it's sad, but it's, I guess, but it's also a relief, you know, because to acknowledge that you're not in control of everything is more aligned with how reality real is, you know? And I mean, all of us saw this on a kind of global level during COVID, right? It's so unpredictable. So many things were out of our control. Um, and so, you know, it's going to, t- it, the first thing you've done, the first thing, which is you have brought awareness to your pattern and you've seen that it's not serving you. It's not helping you connect with people right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so then as you, the next step after bringing that awareness 
is starting to change your behavior. And so that's why, I mean, I think, you know, there's also just in what you mentioned, there's a fear of letting somebody down is what you've expressed, right? There's a fear of saying no to somebody and upsetting somebody, a male figure. Um, Obviously, when you were younger, you learned that when you upset somebody, you're going to pay for it, right? It's not okay. And so that leads to the people-pleasing tendency, which is also a trauma response. So you expressed a little element of that. I mean, we've only been talking briefly. I'm just saying from what I've heard from you so far. So you're going to have to abandon that to some degree and begin to cherish your own authentic feelings, which are really, because you wouldn't be here if they weren't, to Mm -hmm. get into a relationship with somebody, you know? Yeah. So as much awareness, even if you can't change your behavior yet, as much awareness as you can start to bring to it, that is the first step that will begin the change. And then we can start talking about what those changes might be. For example, you know, it sounds like the homework that I gave Eileen applies to you as well. Doing the five flirts, doing the duty dating um, and see how that goes. Now, this mm-hmm. work is meant to trigger you. You will be triggered, but that is what provokes a catharsis, and that will lead you to change. And okay. it may not be comfortable, but ultimately, you will start to build on these things, and it will build your confidence, it will build your self-esteem, and you will begin to be more aligned with your authentic feminine energy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Um. So try those things. Let me know how it goes. Um, If you have a quick question during the week, you can reach out to me either through Meetup or my website or Instagram. If it's something quick and I can answer it, I will do so. If I can't, I'll say come to Meetup or we can set up a session. But um, I really do try to be here for people when they need it. And my clients know, uh, especially in emergencies, if you're one of my clients, I really do let you reach out whenever you're in need. Um, Because I find that when we can nip these things in the bud in the moment, it's just more efficient um, energetically and financially, obviously, it just works better. So when you're feeling triggered, if there, if you are in crisis or whatever, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, and obviously this meetup is here for you as well. Okay. Thanks for sharing, Lynn. Okay. Cheeping. Yes. Hi, welcome. How can I help you? Yeah, this is also my first time. Um, yeah thank you yeah I mean I like your five flirts and duty dating but the problem is that I never even get a chance to I mean I for example I try to use bumbles and some uh like upward uh yeah I mean I was able to like talk to people and then after that just things just die out I don't know what happened and then uh, I remember for Bumble, I had two opportunities to meet with the the, the two women. First one, they was weird. Um, uh, anyway, um, so uh, I so think I'm okay. Question? Yes. Uh, okay. Because, I mean, uh, 
I, I think I deal. I need to deal with my problem of uh, not confident enough because, I mean, uh, uh, I mean for work probably I'm an overachiever, but for relationship I'm a way underachiever and I have no confidence. So how do I build up that kind of confidence, or what kind of practice will you recommend? Okay. In addition to the five flirts and duty dating, because okay, so I don't gonna, even get opportunity. Yes. Okay, it's going to be different for you, or it could be different from you. Do you know mm -hmm. what you want more? Do you want your thoughts respected or your feelings cherished? Everyone wants both, but which one is more aligned with you? Your uh, probably cherished uh, feelings uh, cherished. Okay, so that's the feminine position. Okay. So that's what you're going to be doing. So it is going to be the same for you. What I said for Lynn and for Eileen, you're mm -hmm. going to go out, you're going to flirt, you're going to be doing the eye contact and the smile, but you mm -hmm. are looking for a masculine energy person, whether that be a woman or a man or trans or whatever it is. Um, Cause these rules apply regardless. Um, and so you're not going to be the first one to talk. You're going to be looking for somebody who's a little, who's strong, who's more controlling. Okay. Um, and you're going to do exactly what I told Lynn and Eileen. You do the five seconds of eye contact and the smile. Mm -hmm. And you can initiate if you are asking for help. So you might ask for help or directions or advice. If you receive the eye contact and smile in return, you can ask for help or advice. Okay. Otherwise you're mm -hmm. going to be waiting to be approached. Okay. Okay. And so but where should I do it? Okay. <laughs> so you where. go where you like the, the people that hang out, you know, go where you oh, think you might goodness. meet somebody. I mean, I have people learning how to play golf and getting dogs just to meet people, you know? Okay. Um, because you can, you know, those are those are really good ways. Learning how to dance is a good one. Dancing and singing are really good ones, especially for you because you're a feminine guy. So, yes. you're, you, so, you know, you can be expressive. You can show your sensual side. Um, you know, Lee goes to karaoke, which is um, he's meeting people at. So, oh. you know, so think about things that you, you know, that where you like the people and obviously if you like the activity happening that helps too it could be a nature hike sierra club has a bunch of great nature hikes and singles mm -hmm. groups um it could be through an alumni organization but you do have to put yourself out there you can't just stay at home and do it you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah i mean like I, I mean i really like dancing and singing i am a great singer yeah but the problem is that, I mean, people who dance, oh, I mean, in the group, they are like a lot older than I. <laughs> well, there's all and, kinds of dancing. I mean, I was down, I don't know okay. where you live, but I was down um, on the problem. Roland Heights. By, where? Uh, Roland Heights. Roland Heights. Okay. Well, I was yeah. down here on the Santa Monica Promenade a couple of weeks ago, and they had an open dance event. Okay. And people, people were asking other people to dance and hooking up. And it was, it was, you know, I had a client who went down there. She was asked to dance, but she wasn't happy with the person who asked her. So she said no. But, you know, I'm just saying it is going on. These things, these mm -hmm. events are happening. There's also, and uh, sometimes there's, uh, there's ecstatic dance. A lot of mm -hmm. people like that. Um, it's kind of 
you know, you kind of go crazy and um, there's a number of ecstatic dance events you can also search up. So, you mm-hmm. know, have fun with it. You know, you might learn okay. how to play tennis or, you know, whatever it is. Okay. So okay. Yeah. does that sound good? So try that and let me know how it goes. Yeah, because I mean, I'm a Christian. I attend a lot of church activities. Oh, but very good. Okay, no, very but good. the problem is that I mean, churchgoers they are kind of traditional, and then we just like for example, last night I I went to the choir practice. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then we just practice and went home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nothing <okay>. happened. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you can. Maybe there's something you can explore there. Keep your eyes open. Because okay. that's a really good place to meet people because you already know you're on the same space, same page spiritually, you know? Okay. 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 So just try to participate or join different activities and then choose the one that I think I get more opportunities and practice my uh, five flirts. And if I get duty dating, but so far I didn't even get any dating okay. at all. Yeah. Don't forget the eye contact and the smile. Five seconds okay. of eye contact and smile. Same time. We had one okay. guy, some of you guys will remember, we had one guy who was doing just the eye contact and then the smile, and that was coming off as creepy. So it's important that you do them both at the same time. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm uh, I'm not shy, but it just, okay. I, I just don't get date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you will meet people this way. So give it a shot. Okay. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yay. It's hard. I know. I know. That's the beginning. Like tonight, I'm going to a in a, like English conversation class. Okay, perfect. by the church. That's of perfect Mormon. because you could ask somebody to help you with your English by going somewhere. Yeah, but all the people who help us, they are guys, not not oh, girls. Oh, that sucks. Okay. <laughs> See, well, maybe you can find. Good. Maybe there'll be a girl in there tonight. Who knows? Uh, okay, we'll see. Okay. Because my English is kind of like uh, not the beginning level. Yeah. So right. it will be hard for me to mingle with people who are like real beginners. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, and well, also, I, I try to attend something called Hello Talk, but they are mostly young people. Uh, mm. I mean, I enjoy the conversation, but it's like a conversation like from the world. It's not around here. So there is no uh not not really an opportunity to date but just kind of like to learn how to talk and to learn to carry conversation should i continue to join something like that just to practice my of course i mean the truth is you can meet someone anywhere you know okay i've had people meet over the words with friends app (laughs) and can i also ask you how do i increase my likeability uh in the in the apps like bumble because i i I seldom get liked (laughs) um i'm not good at promoting myself i think that's a problem okay yeah i mean i do help people a lot with their dating profiles that's a little bit of a longer question Mm -hmm. um and you're in the feminine energy so overall you're going to be leaning with your feelings but um if you want to talk more about that, let's either you can either, you know, bring it next time and we can I'll break it down for you for the group or you can set up a separate appointment and and I can help you with that. OK, OK, very good. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. I'm, thank you for sharing. OK, Fiona. Hi. Hi, Fiona. Welcome. It, it's my first time. Thank you. I really like what you said. So. 
um, decided to ask some questions. Uh, I'm on dating apps, um, but I really prefer to meeting guys organically. Um, and um, I wonder if I go out, should I go out with a girlfriend or alone? You, you mentioned going Oh, out yeah. With- Such a good question. I'm really glad you mentioned this. Okay. Go alone. It is so much easier to meet people when you go alone. If you do want to go with a girl, when you get there, separate. Then you can like reconnoiter in the bathroom or outside later. But it's very hard for men to approach a group of girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go alone. Okay. It's a hard. <laughs> I know. I know. But also exciting. I mean, you know, the thing that, you know, when you're single, the exciting thing is, is that, you you know, there's something interesting about everybody. So if... Even if you don't make a love connection, you know, maybe you make a friend or you make a call, co- uh, meet a colleague, you know, when you're in a relationship, you don't have as much opportunity to meet people in general. So try to enjoy that part of it as much as you can. Right. So I have no problem going to events by myself, but it I can never go to a bar by myself. I just don't feel comfortable. Okay. That's okay. Then don't go to a bar. You yeah. don't have to go. People meet in other places other than bars. Right. I think it's just not my thing. Okay. And also another question is, how mm-hmm. do I know if a guy likes me for who I am or for my appearance or for my accomplishments? Yes. Very good question. Um, You know, most women. Um, did you do you want your feelings? I forgot to ask you. Do you want your feelings cherished or your thoughts respected? Are you in the feminine energy or the masculine energy when I you're like cherished? Feelings cherished. Okay. Um. Okay, so you're not going to be leading with your accomplishments in general, right? If a guy is asking you, "What do you bring to the table? How much money do you make?" Mm-hmm. That's a red flag that they're mm-hmm. looking at accomplishments. Okay. So in general, that's not going to be compatible with you because you don't want to be in the masculine energy in your relationship. You want to be in the feminine energy. A masculine man doesn't care how much money you make. Masculine man doesn't care about your job. And in fact, doesn't want to compete with you to be more successful at work, right? If you do make more money than your man, it can work, but there's other things that you have to do to show him respect. Um, So that's one thing. Now, no woman wants to be used for sex or for their appearance. So don't have intercourse until you get that commitment of exclusivity, continuity, and longevity. And when I talk about exclusivity, now you've got to get the social and the sexual exclusivity. That means they got to get off the apps. So women get bonded when we have intercourse, and that means anal, oral, vaginal. Um, and we can be bought because oxytocin releases in the brain and we can be bonded to people even we know aren't good for us, which, you know, if you want to have casual sex, have at it. But that's the risk you run. And that bonding can sometimes last a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way that you protect yourself from being used. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other way is you see, you know. There's certain things that when you learn this work, you'll get better at. But for example, do their words and deeds line up? Yeah. You know, um, do they cherish your feelings? How do they speak? You know, and you got to trust your gut instinct on a lot of these things. You know, how do they speak to strangers or wait staff, for example? Yeah. 
Um, so these are the things, you know, that will help you. And if you're bumping on something, heat it. A lot of times women will be bumping on something with a man, but if it's familiar um, or if they're used to discounting their own thoughts and feelings, they won't say anything. Now, every woman who's, a, you know, for every serial killer there that's out there, there's a woman who's escaped. And those women are always ones who know how to heed their gut instincts. So when they feel something's not right, they don't worry about letting the guy down easy. They say they have to go to the bathroom and then they leave, right? So make sure that you practice heeding your own gut instincts. How do I build my instinct? Practice, you know, practice feeling your feelings, um, You know, a lot of us women are used to suppressing our feelings. And so sometimes when I work with people, we make a list of feelings, you know, Um, like feelings aren't, um, I feel like you're a jerk. That's not a feeling. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a thought um, that you're trying to give extra weight to. So feelings are, I feel sad. I feel uncomfortable. I feel happy. I feel gratified. I feel confident. I feel insecure. These are feelings. They're usually one word. So just practicing being aware of your feelings in different scenarios will help you. And it's hard if you're used to leading with your thoughts and your brain. And a lot of us overachieving alpha women are used to doing that. Plus we live in a very masculinized world where, uh, you know, Thoughts are more are valued over feelings, but there's a ton of information in the gut and then in the gut instinct. And so sometimes it just, you know, practicing yoga and meditation will help you become more aware of your feelings. There's a number of ways to address it. You know, sometimes women know things are wrong. They can't even articulate it yet, but you feel it in your body. You know, you walk mm-hmm. in the room and your skin prickles. A man looks at you, your skin prickles. He hasn't done anything, mm-hmm. but something's off. You know, does that make sense? So great. Very helpful. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Joni, my last one. Okay. Sorry. Took me a sec to unmute. No worries. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Welcome. How can I help you? Well, um, I kind of have a question about your books. So I chatted with you about a month ago and um, really appreciated the, the guidance. And I've done some other work in addition to, you know, sitting in on your webinars. And um, so I, I recently read your book on secrets to a good marriage. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, I love the way you brought, you know, like our childhood stuff in there, the company we keep and how, you know, our histories affect, you know, our childhood and the way we think and from things that happened to us in our childhood and how we carry that forward into our relationships and and then the physiology and all of that. I just really love the way you brought a lot of things together. Excellent. um, I'm looking at getting another one of your books and I'm trying to figure out which one would you recommend how to live or new ways of being (laughs) there, you know, they're all good. You can't, you know, you read the third one first. So, um, but basically, I mean, 
how to live is really the basics of this work. So it's like the ego states, masculine and feminine, um, the tools, the duty dating, the flirting, um, more things than we've discussed, obviously, in this meetup. Um, you know, the stroke and stand, kind of more about games, more about, um, you know, some of the specifics of the of these protocols, um, really, really the basics, like the introduction and new ways of being is about, it really addresses once you start using the tools that I teach and applying these principles, what to expect and how to navigate some of the things that happen. Right. Cause as I said, mm -hmm. the pain of change is real. Um, and so it's meant to be more of a guide to some to some of what you may encounter while you navigate your changing world does that make sense yeah no that sound that makes perfect sense um yeah i think based on your descriptions that probably the new ways of being might be a better choice for me because i've done like i said i've done a lot of other work uh-huh and so i okay. think it'll complement um so, yeah, I mean, also, they don't have to be read in any particular order. So if that one's calling to you more, yeah, get that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. And for everyone else out there, I, I recommend you guys take a look at, at Chloe's books because seriously, just mind blowing and so great to have it in print. I, I actually just got back from a trip to Seattle and I read the whole book on the plane. Oh, wow. Yeah, great, yeah, did, great. yeah it, I'm going to read it again with a pencil in my hand because my pencil wasn't handy. So I can okay. mark it up a bit. But yeah, I mean, anyway. that's the thing. I try to be concise, but, you know, deep so that people, you know, can revisit and keep getting things out of it. Yeah, no, I like I appreciated that it was concise. There was enough repetition to keep the threads going, but I didn't feel like I was reading the same chapter every chapter. Excellent. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, for you guys who are interested, I put the links to my books here in the chat, as well as the link to my website, my TikTok, Instagram. Um, this session will be recorded as a podcast and also posted on YouTube and also the module sign ups. So if you're interested in that, um, I'll be starting another module two soon. I'll be starting another module one soon. Those are really good ways to get in deep and kind of get jump started with this work. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, okay, Kiara, quick question. <laughs> Shoot. Thank you so much. So of course. My quick question is, so when you're saying that you plan, when we plan ourselves doing the five flirts, like I'm at a um, coffee shop or whatever. Um, yeah. So in order to stay, cause I'm, I want my feelings cherished. So mm -hmm. in, in order to stay in that energy, I don't initiate conversation with any man. It's only waiting or asking advice. Right. But you do the eye contact and smile. That's the signal for them to approach. Okay, if I say, hey, how are you? I'm automatically the masculine energy. Right, then you're starting on masculine. It's not like you can't recover from that, but you're starting off on the wrong foot for All you. All right. All right, thank you so much. You are so welcome. And um, yeah, if I don't hear from you guys during the week, then I will see you next week. Thanks for coming. Good night.